Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Because you are God, my Father, you hear our prayers. We thank you for allowing us this time to celebrate the wonderful gift that you've given us. Lord, we thank you for all you've done, for this great salvation, for the opportunity to gather in your name. We thank you for your salvation, for your spirit, for your church, for your people, and for giving us life and strength, measure of it, and help too. We are so grateful. And Lord, we come to you in this portion of the service that you might speak to us out of your word. Minister your word to us. Give us an ear to hear what the Spirit of God saying unto the church. And touch our ears, teach us to listen. Touch our eyes that we might see Christ. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. We thank God today. We thank God for all of you who are with us today. We celebrate Jesus as always. Amen. And we are so grateful. We are so grateful. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're in this portion. Uh, we just survived 2020, 2020. Amen. And it seems like 2021 is more of the same. But we're going to move on anyhow. And we're going to trust God for redemption, for, for healing, for deliverance. Amen. Amen. And we are so grateful today. We want to, uh, my name is Pastor Payson, and welcome you to the Living Water Church in East Orange, New Jersey. And we're going to start a study in, um, in the book of Matthew. We're not studying Matthew, we're going to do a character study on the person of John the Baptist. He's called John the Baptist because he baptized people. He's John the Baptizer. He also could be called John the Dipper. That's what he did. He just put people in water. But he preached the message of repentance. Amen? And we want to start here. I'm going to read to you out of Matthew, the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 3. And in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and, and all, of, all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Amen. We thank God for the reading of the word. It says here that, that John, John was in the wilderness preaching. And I want to give you a little background on John. Remember when we were doing our Advent study, we talked about his parents. His parents, Elizabeth and Zacharias. And Zach was a, was a priest, and it was his job to burn incense, and it was his turn to burn incense. And while he was doing that, because the incense represents the, the um, prayers and praises going up. And so while he was doing that, in, in, the, in doing the job of the priesthood, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. Remember this? The angel Gabriel appeared unto him and told him, hey man, your prayers are, your prayers are answered. You're going to have a son. But by this time, John, I mean, not John, Zach, and Liz, especially Liz, was very old. And Liz was barren. 
She was considered barren because she was unable to bear a child. And you have to understand that in that day, if you're unable to give birth, if you're a married woman unable to give birth to a child, it was a reproach on you. Okay, it's not her fault, but it was a reproach that she had to bear. But despite the fact that their prayers weren't answered up until this point, the scripture says that they were blameless in the commandments and the ordinances. That's what it says in Luke chapter 1. They were blameless in the commandments and ordinances. So John's parents were faithful believers of Jehovah. They were faithful to the work, and they were faithful to their God, and they were faithful to service. And so they did that. And so the angel of the Lord comes to Zach and says, hey, you're going to have a son. You know, you're going to call his name John. He's going to be great. He's going to do a great work. He's going to prepare the way of the Lord. He's going to come in the spirit of Elijah. And, and all these good news, this good news, but, but Zach didn't get it. And he asked the wrong question. Instead of saying, thank you, this is good news. I'm so glad to hear it. He said, how can it be? My wife is old. You know, she's past menopause. You know, it's kind of kind of late to be having babies. You know, and so when he when he asked that question, Gabriel, it's, um, Gabriel rebuked him and says, I come to give you this good news, and you're not receiving it. Just for that, you're not going to be able to speak. You will be mute until the day these things come to pass. And of course, for the next nine months or so, Zach could not speak. So he comes out of the, he comes out of the temple, and he took a long time there, and the people are wondering what's going on, and they see that he can't talk. All right? But of course, these things come to pass because that's what was prophesied, that's what the Lord had proclaimed, and that's what was done. And so we're grateful. And when John was born, when John was born, um, the people gathered around. You know how we do when somebody has a baby. We all want to come around. We want to see the baby. You know, we want to touch the baby. We want to know how much the baby weighed, when he, was, when he or she was born. And we want to get all these. We want to see who he looked like. <laughs> you know, all that. You know how we do? Well, folk back in the day did the same thing. It's just you celebrate. You know, you, you celebrate the birth of a child. And so they came around, and so it's time to name the child. You know, with the, what they did back in the day, they named the child during, um, officially they named him during his circumcision, if it's a boy, of course. And so Liz said his name is John. And the nosy family members do what we do. What, what kind of name is that? There's nobody in your family named John. You know, so why even call him that? And so then they went to the husband, the husband father, as if he's going to give a different answer. And on behalf of husbands and fathers, you know, we know better. We, we really, or we should know better. Mama said, name is John, that's what we're going to call the boy. Right? And so they went, to, they went to Zach, and he wrote on a tablet, John. And after he wrote John, his, his, his speech came back, and he was able to talk. And he praised God and he prophesied. He talked about all the great things that his son was going to do. Oh, by the way, y'all, when you have children, when you, you need to speak good over your children. Okay? I know they do things and you have to correct them. And sometimes correction is a little harsh and things like that. But, but you have to speak good over your children. 
You have to speak positive over them. You have to tell them who they are and what they can be in the Lord. And you have to raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. So John the Baptist was raised like that. The Bible says that he will have the Holy Ghost. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. Okay? And that happened. Okay? So, and he will live, he will have the, um, the lifestyle of a Nazarite. The Nazarite was a vow that, that people took, especially men took, where they didn't um, drink any wine or any product of the grape. No wine, no grape juice, no grape seed extract, um, no jelly, no jam, none of that stuff. Nothing from the grape. Okay? And they also didn't cut their hair. Right? Because long hair, for a man to have long hair in the day was considered a reproach. <laughs> My father was a, considered a reproach too when I had an afro back in the day. But, you know, he, he allowed it. All right, and so, anyhow, and so he, he was, it's, it's like a, a dedicated life to the Lord. And that's the life that John the Baptist had. Thankfully, we have no information about him as a child because, <clears throat> excuse me, it would not be fair to your parents and your children. Okay? And so he's, he's oh, by the way, he's also the cousin of Jesus because Mary and um, Liz are cousins. All right? And so now John grows up, and he's a man. He's probably in his 30s because it was traditionally you waited until about 30 before you really went out and started preaching. So I, I kind of believe that John may have been that age by now. And he's in the wilderness preaching, and he's preaching repentance. He's preaching repentance to people who are Israelites, to people who are the children of Abraham. Now listen, because you're the child of Abraham, you kind of think you got it, you're in. You know? Because we even said, the Lord God and my father Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So when you're a child of Abraham, you kind of think that you're in already. Oh, I got a child of Abraham, Jehovah's my God. You know, and I'm good to go. But that's not the case. Because even Abraham had to live by faith long before the law was instituted. The Bible says that Abraham believed God and was counted unto him as righteousness. All right? So he had to live by faith. He had to follow the law. He had to keep the ordinances of the law. He had to have your sins atoned. That means covered. He had to do all these things. And baptism was reserved for people who were being converted to Judaism. So when the Gentiles or heathens would come to faith and want to be follow the same um, rules and laws of the Jews, they got baptized. Now this man John, he's in the wilderness baptizing Jewish people. Right? Because he's realized and they realized that what they have is not enough. And he's preaching, he's preaching in the wilderness to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What John is real close and Messiah is on his way. He is even here. Messiah is here and you guys got to get ready. And it's going to take repentance. It's not going to take the law. The law is not going to be enough. And all the rituals that we do won't be enough. And all the uh, sacrifices that we give won't be enough. You really need to repent. And to repent means to turn away. It's like a change of mind. You're going down the road, you're traveling a certain way, you realize you're going the wrong direction, you turn around. 
All right, that's repentance. Repentance is a change of mind, a change of heart, a change of attitude, a, a change of how you're doing things. Okay, and that's what repentance is. And so imagine this man, it says he wore, what did he wear? He wore camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. And his food was locusts and honey. And he's talking about repentance. So you get a, you kind of get a picture of maybe a little wild man. Look, you know, he's not wearing he's not wearing preacher collar and robe and stuff like that. You know, he's he's living out. It appears that he's living outside in the wilderness. Now, when it says he ate locusts and honey, it's probably a locust plant that he ate. Because where are you gonna find locusts? Come on now, you have to dig in the ground. You have to wait for them to come up. So it's, it's more likely that it was a locust plant and wild honey. And you know, honey has a lot of properties and it's good for you and it has protein and other things. And when you're down and down, when you're tired, you take a spoonful of honey, it'll, it'll bring you back up. You don't need Red Bull and those things. You don't need to put drugs in your body to be revived. Get, some, get, a, get a spoonful of honey and see what it does for you, okay? Anyhow, and so that's what he ate. That's what he lived on. Okay, and he's preaching, and people are coming from all over the place to see him preach, to hear the word, and they're being baptized. In other words, they are believing the message. Okay, and they're doing the same thing you and I do today. We believe the message, we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. They believe that Christ is coming. Okay, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And they believe that Christ is coming, and they repent. And a sign of their repentance is the water baptism. Now, imagine this. Okay, um, you 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 wear whatever you have on, and you go out to hear this crazy preacher, and you believe the message. So what do you do? You get baptized. You don't go home and change your clothes. You don't go home and get the sheets and the towels and the stuff. You just stand there and get in the water with what you got on. That's baptism, y'all. And so you have to understand that people did not have a lot of changes of clothes, even the wealthy, you know. And what you wore represented who you are. So the, the laborers wore certain things, the, the teachers wore certain things, and depending on what your status was in the, in, um, in the community and your job, you, that's how you dressed. Okay, right? I'm dressing like a preacher today. All right, that's how you dress, okay? And when you take, when you get baptized, you take you, your image, your dress, your status, and everything goes down in the water with you. And John the baptizer will baptize you, and you'll come up, and the sign of this is that you're soaking wet. Okay? You go home dripping. I'll go home dripping with all that Jordan River on me, which is not the cleanest place to be, right? And, and then I'll go home to my wife, and she's going to say, where have you been? And I'll get to tell her, John's preaching, and I repented, and I was baptized. Girl, you need to get out there, too. That's how the word is spread, one at a time, one to one, right? We spread the gospel. And you go home and John is baptizing and folks are confessing their sins. Well, you know what they're confessing? It's, it's unlikely 
that they actually confess the, the actual deeds that they've done. You know, I'm a fornicator, I gambled, I cheated. It's, but they're confessing that they are sinners. They're recognizing they have a sin nature. And all of us have sin nature. Even we who are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of tongues, and, uh, you know, and all the other stuff, right? You know, giving on to God, who's the head of my life. You know, you know, all that. Even we have sin nature. And we shall not say I am saved. I am. Yes, I am. Right? And I have sin natures that I'm dealing with as well. Okay? Because we're natural born sinners. Because from, from Father Adam to Father Abraham to your parents and everybody else, we're sinners. Okay? And we need salvation. We need deliverance. We need to repent. It's God's will that nobody perish but that all people come to repentance. What are we saying? There's another side of that. The other side of that coin is, if you don't repent, you will perish. What do we say? For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, talking about Jesus the Christ, the son of the living God, that whosoever believes on him would not perish, but have everlasting life. So in other words, if you don't believe on him, there is, there, you will perish. There is a judgment for those who reject faith in Jesus Christ. All right? And it is God's will that everybody be saved, but God, we said before, doesn't force the salvation on you. He doesn't make you decide. He draws you by his spirit. His loving kindness leads us to repentance. Okay? And, and sometimes those, that loving kindness in that maybe some circumstances that are kind of hard and a little difficult. But in any case, it's ideas that lead us to repent, lead us to change, lead us to recognize my need and my deficiency, and I need God to help me, and the only way to do that is to come through Jesus Christ the door. Okay? So that's what John is preaching, and that's what we're preaching. Now let's look at verse 7. Matthew chapter 3, verse 7. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, brood of vipers, vipers of snakes, y'all, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruit worthy of repentance, and do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. So, oh, let me read this next verse. Hold on. And even now the axe is laid at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Okay, let's pause there for a moment. So John is... is the Sadducees, the Pharisees, these are the religious leaders of the day. They're also political. You know, the Pharisees were conservative, the Sadducees were the liberals, and they, they believed in God, but they believed in different ways, and they followed the law in different ways. The Sadducees only adhered to the, to the first, what we call the first five books, 
or the Pentateuch. They only adhere to that. The Pharisees believed in the, the books of the law and also um, prophecy, the books of prophecy and poetry as well. All right? And so anyhow, these are the religious leaders. And religion is their business. Okay? And this wild man is out here drawing crowds. Okay? So they come to see what's up. They come to see. If you had a business and somebody was drawing your customers away, you would come to see about that business too. Okay? So they come to see him. And when John sees them, he goes in on them. He calls them snakes. He said, who warned you? Who warned you about the destruction? Who warned you about the judgment? Who warned you that you guys are in trouble and you're going to catch it? You know, who warned you that your time is up? Who gave you the warning? Okay. Right? And you can't say that because we're sons of Abraham, we're good. What I said before, your, your physical lineage and your inheritance and your, your, um, because your ancestry is not good enough for God. Even if it's Abraham back there, or David, you know, or Moses, it's not good enough. You have to repent to be saved. You have to come to faith in Jesus Christ. You have to recognize that you have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter if you grew up in church. It doesn't matter how much grandma prayed for you. It matters not what denomination you came up in. You need to repent to be saved. You need to confess Jesus Christ as your Savior to be saved. So all the religious stuff that in your background is good teaching, but it's not enough for salvation. And John is saying the same thing to these people. And then he's going to say something startling right here. Right? Look at verse 11. <laughs> he said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, here's what I want you to understand, church folk. That Holy Ghost and fire is not the fire that you think it is. Okay? That's not it. He's talking about baptizing some people with the Holy Spirit. You're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost, right? With the Holy Spirit. And some people are going to be baptized in the fire of judgment. Okay? I got the Holy Ghost and fire, and you jumping around and enjoying that fire. It's like fire shoving my bones. Oh my God, we take all these scriptures, we put them together, and we have an experience. And that's okay. That's okay. But you're not baptized with fire. That's reserved. That's a judgment. Be baptized, be filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. And that, just like, just like the water baptism, the whole body is submerged in the water and brought up. With that fire baptism, the whole person will be in the flames, in the flames of judgment. That's a rough saying, isn't it? Yes, it is. A little kind of hard. What kind of God would do a thing like that? This one. Your God, for God is love, that's what the scripture says. Where's the love? Okay, what we understand is that God does love you, and he wants you, and he provides for you. However, if you reject this, you have to go to this judgment, because sin has to be judged. We say it 
sickness or sin is death. The soul that sins shall die. When Adam sinned in the garden, he became mortal at that point. The Lord told Adam, said, look, don't eat of that tree. I told you not to eat of it. The day you eat it, you will surely die. And the day he ate that, he had a death sentence. He died physically. Not right away, but he, you know, he became mortal. Because Adam and Eve were created to live forever. Just like you have eternal life when you believe in Jesus Christ. That's what, that was the purpose. Adam and Eve were supposed to have that. But because of their sin, they became mortal. And you know how they got kicked out of the garden. And then he had a labor to raise food and those things. You know, he, you know everything before he was just, just seeing and picking and eating. You know, he was good. And there was peace. And all the animals got, the, you know, got along, that kind of thing. Well, guess what? We studied in the end times, and the millennium reign is going to be like that again. But we'll, we'll go to that another time. But John is saying, I'm baptized with water, but some of you folks are going to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, and the rest of you are going to be baptized in fire. Okay? So he's talking about judgment. That's what John is talking about. He's talking about God is a God of judgment. Listen, I know he's a God of love, you know, and um, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, that's the kingdom of God. I understand that. But this same God is a righteous God. He's a righteous judge. And he judged righteously. And if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So it is his righteous judgment to forgive everyone who confesses. Now to confess means to say something um, that you really believe. Don't mean that you just say these words. You know, it's not. It's more. It's not like a, a repeat after me kind of thing. To confess is an is an admission of the truth about yourself. So when I confess my sins, I admit the truth about myself as a sinner. Okay, or as one who has a sin nature. I will talk about myself and admit the truth. That's a confession. Okay. So, here we go. So, John is preaching. He's ministering. He's preaching the word. He's there in the power of Elijah. But different from Elijah, there are no miracles recorded in John's ministry. Elijah called down fire from heaven. Elijah raised the dead. Elijah fed people. He did a lot of great things. He's, you know, he walked, he opened up the Jordan River. John the Baptist has none of those recorded. He has one message. Repent. Kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. You need to repent. Okay? And that's all he preached was repentance. He preached the gospel of repentance and warning people and making the way of the Lord straight. That's the ministry of John the Baptist. That's a mighty ministry. If you, if as a preacher, if all we did was preach repentance and come to faith in Jesus Christ, and that's all we're really doing. That's not, that's what people need to hear. See, there's a gospel that tells you, there's a there's a way of preaching that's 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 um how the word is it's friendly. You know? And I, I think we're friendly. 
you know, there's a friendly way of presenting the gospel where people don't have to admit that they have sin. But we, we must admit that there's sin in our life, y'all. You know, I understand that God has a plan for you and there's good things in your future, and I'd love to hear that. I'd love to be told that um, there's, this is going to work out for my better, for my benefit, and, and a wonderful message. I, I love to hear. But you need the cross. Okay? People need to know about the cross. People need to know that Jesus died for our sins and was risen again on the third day. That's why we could, that's why we can have all this good stuff in our future. And your future is better than your present. And, and you know, and I, I like it. I believe it. But where's the cross? We need to tell people about the cross. Jesus died for my sins. He was risen again on the third day. And now I live in him through faith. I believe in him and I live through faith in him. Okay? That's what that's the idea that John is giving here. I don't know if he knew that the cross was coming. I'm not sure what John understood about the ministry of Christ, but he knew that he was the Christ. <laughs> right? And he knew that he was going to make a change. And he knew that along with the blessings that he brings, he also brings judgment. Okay? Let's you repent. John preached that. Jesus preached it. Paul and the apostles preached it. Um, Stephen or Stephen, however you want to pronounce it, preached it. They preached the gospel of you and I. This is what we preach. That Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and he died for my sins, and he was risen again on the third day. And whosoever believes in him will have eternal life. And even now, that same Jesus is in heaven at the right hand of the Father making intercession for the saints. That's what we need to know. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And everyone that believes on him in your household will be saved too. Amen? Praise God. We're going to pause there. We're going to pick up more about John in the future. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Lord, I pray for the hearers of the word today that those who do not know you in the pardon of their sins will come to faith in Jesus Christ. As you draw them, as you draw them by your spirit, Lord, that they will say yes to you. That they will acknowledge their sins like we had to and their need for salvation and ask you in. Do these things for our Father in the name of Jesus. We pray for those who are listening. If you're listening today, those who are listening, if you want to come to Christ, it all is a matter of just saying, yes, Lord, come into my life. You know, you recognize that you have sinned and you need salvation. Ask Jesus to do it. Because we understand, Father, whosoever believes in Christ shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we thank you for the salvation even today. We're grateful for it. Jesus Amen. Praise the Lord. If, um, if you're trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ, we congratulate you. God is able to save you, secure you, 
into a relationship and right standing with the living God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Amen. If you, uh, we would love to hear from you if on our media platforms or on our app. Let us know if you come to faith in Jesus. Let us get some information out to you. If you're not in this area, you need to be in a, a Bible teaching fellowship where the Word of God is being taught. That's how we grow through the word and through fellowship. Amen. God bless you. Pastor Linda's going to come at this time. Let's receive her in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's more like it. Pastor's not the only one here today. Amen. Amen. We praise God. We thank God for the word of God, amen, and being challenged to um, not forget the importance of the gospel message and um, with things that are going on today, we want to make sure that we don't get so off course and so sidetracked that we um, fail to be a witness and fail to let people know that um, they need salvation and they need Jesus. Um, John the Baptist understood his purpose and why God called him, but uh, we are called for the same purpose. We don't have to um, prepare the way of the Lord as John did to let um, a people know that he was here. You know, he wasn't just coming, he was actually here and uh, sort of began to, um, if you will, break up the ground so that when Jesus came, he could deposit and do what he needed to do. Uh, but we need to let the world know that Jesus came, right? And that he came to redeem us. Um, and it's so funny, I was um, listening yesterday, I was telling Pastor, I was uh, in the car and I happened to, I was in the car for a while, I don't know why I was in there for so long to hear two different um, uh, preachers or two different ministers on the radio and uh, one minister just confirmed everything pastor had taught us about end times and um, I was like wow I wish I could call him to tell him to key in you know and just so many things that were covered regarding uh, what was going to happen um, during that Bible study lesson but and then there was a another preacher that began to talk about this message that pastor preaching today. The importance of telling the world that they need to be saved. We miss it. We talk about uh, Christian or uh, feel, we need to feel better, you know, get mental, get your mind, go to the doctor, your mental health, your physical health, all of these things. It's like we're focused on enriching us and making us feel better. But we, we're forgetting sin exists in the world and men and women are dying and going to hell and they need to know that Jesus came. We cannot forsake 
the message of salvation. And I was listening and I'm like, wow, Lord, you're talking to us. You're talking to us um, that we as the church, we have to wake up. We have to say amen. Y'all quiet. Amen. It's warm up in here. Um, but the church, we have to wake up to, to, to be concerned about other people. And I guarantee you, if you begin to focus on other people, sinners, people that need Christ, it will take your mind off of your wonderful life that you spend all this time thinking about. We need to focus. Uh, you have the salvation message. You have it. I'm so glad. Um, and they don't have to go in a, a pool with their Sunday best on and, and get baptized as a symbol because it is an act of faith. Pastor said Abraham had to live by faith. It's a message of faith. So we can deliver salvation, whether there's a lake, a pool, a baptismal. Men can be saved at the moment they believe. Salvation is theirs. Amen. And I thank God for that. I am encouraged, Pastor, and, and challenged as well to um, witness. Witness. This year, think of someone that you need to witness to. And make a challenge to begin to witness. Pray for them. Lord, help me to think about them more. And don't, don't, don't go easy. Don't go easy. Challenge yourself. Go outside of your circle. Go outside of your circle, living water. Mm, go outside of your um, political partners and your, your, you know, just be challenged. Amen. In fact, because there is that person, because somebody's going to pop up in your mind. That person is your assignment. If, if they popped up, that's your assignment. And I encourage you to take it this morning. Amen. Pastor, pray for salvation. I'm going to pray for you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the word of God that has gone forth this morning. Lord, I am touching and agreeing with you and others concerning the purpose that for which you have called us. Father, I pray by your grace, through your grace and through your mercy, that you would awaken that which lays dormant on the inside of your children this morning concerning our call to proclaiming your gospel. Lord Jesus, I pray that you work with each one of us within our, our, our how we're framed, how we communicate, how we interact, and use that, Lord, to reach that person that needs to hear the truth of your word. We, God, if there be excuses, God, we know you are used to excuses, God. You handled Moses' excuse. Hallelujah, God. You gave him a partner. And any other excuse we can lay before you why we feel inadequate, why we are insecure, why we draw back, why we uh, renege on the things you told us to do. God, I pray 
that you remove them. Remove those excuses, Lord. Let our own life circumstance not be a hindrance block to what you called us to do. But help each one of us to reach someone else concerning your gospel. Speak to us even after today, all next week, nudge on us. Remind us and talk to us and give us wisdom. You said he that winneth souls is wise. I pray that you give us wisdom. Give us a compassionate tongue. Guard our mind and our lips and help us, God, that we may be an example, Lord. Create the situation, Lord. Create the circumstance, God, that would even force us to project your word and gospel to that person, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we promise not to run from what you set up. We promise to love and to pray for that soul like we never have before. And this we bring before you and we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, people of God. You have an assignment. 221, 2021. You have an assignment to go out and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter it. To support our ministry with your tithes and offering, you can use PayPal at livingwaterccc, Cash App at Living H2O Church, or Zelle at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.